joining me in Chef Peace Sandbox. I'm April Dawn Scheffler, and I invite you to play with me and my guest today, E.A. Gordon. Welcome, Elizabeth. Hi, thank you for having me. So you are our first return guest on the show. So you have that distinction. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> And I, cause I felt bad about listeners are introduced to all these fantastic people. And then what happens to them? Like we never, it seems unfair that we don't revisit some of these friends we've made on the podcast. So I'm giving them the opportunity to catch up with you, see what's going on. And you are the same EA Williams that we introduced, yes. but now it's EA Gordon. So yes. Oh, welcome back to the show. Thank and you. <laughs> before we were getting on, you asked if it was okay if you were sipping coffee during the podcast. Yes. And I, was, I was like, no. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> you always know we do this first, grabbing a drink. In this segment, we pop into a virtual coffee house before hitting the beach and being the benevolent host that I am, your order's on me. So what order do you give the barista this time? Today is just a regular coffee with some cream and I'm happy. <laughs> Don't need anything fancy today. I, I love that you're up for coffee anytime. You're one of the biggest coffee enthusiasts I know of. So <laughs> like, I'm so glad to be able to share a cup of coffee with you because even though it's 1030 our time, it doesn't yes. matter. It's no, it doesn't. 1030 AM, PM. Yeah, I'm up for it anytime. And people who are watching this on um, YouTube, they'll notice I'm wearing my scarf, even though it's supposed to get up to 88 degrees here in Houston today. I was like, I'm just going to, you know, no one knows by, you know, looking at a video how hot it's going to be. So I'm going to go ahead and celebrate fall weather put I love it put on my I love it it's so cute I love it I, I'm so ready for it to chill enough to where I can actually break out my scarves and my hats and my chunky sweaters and all my super cozy clothes mm -hmm. it's just too hot too hot with, with you living in Amarillo you get that opportunity people are like yes no in Texas and I'm like well maybe you're a small corner of the state but having lived in Amarillo and the Texas Panhandle for mm -hmm. seven, you know, most of my growing up years. It's like, yeah, it's a, it snows in Texas. It does. It does. And I'm actually, I'm going to be down in uh, Houston in December, right before Christmas. And I am so ready. <laughs> so ready. I figured that I'm going to meet up with my sister. Hopefully I get to meet up with you this time. Mm -hmm. And we are going to sit back on the beach probably going to be cold, but it's going to be worth it and just have a nice birthday beach bash. So nice. I'm ready. Yeah. Even if it's uh, cold, there's still nothing quite like uh, a, a small fire on the beach where you're all cuddled up and you have maybe roasting yes. marshmallows or, or something. So exactly. All right. Well, now that you have your refreshing beverage, let's dive right in. Sounds good. In your spotlight moments, Elizabeth, have there been any claims to fame times our listeners may have seen you or your work? 
Possibly. I have a flash fiction piece in Sirens Call publication. It's issue number 47, page 155, and it is titled Soul Reaper. So it's about a paragraph long, but it was a really fun piece to write. And I have a short story included in an anthology, uh, Dragons Within Claiming Her Wings. It's the first book out of three anthologies, and it is titled Spirit of the Dragon. And December 1st of this year, I have a standalone piece coming out. It's called Just a Thought. And it's just that thoughts, poetry, quotes, just a whole collection of musings that will be available on December 1st. The book that was, you were part of the anthology, that mm -hmm. was on Amazon's top sellers list. Um, I believe so. I mean, it's so sad. I should know this, but yes, it, it was one of the the top sellers, and we um, did receive Feather Quill awards and things like that for it. So that that was a fun project, most definitely. That's cool. Thank you. Well, guests are asked to choose a word or phrase that they would like to hear used more often in everyday conversation. Something that doesn't get enough play or enough air time. And this is right up your alley because I follow you on Instagram and Facebook and you love words and you will just often post words um, <laughs> that are packed with meaning or, you know, just kind of surprise you with how much is, yeah, contained in one small word. It's you know, magical words. I love them. So let me get back to this. Okay. So the prior guest chose willingness. You are tasked to try and somehow fit that into our conversation today. Okay. I got yeah. that. You also get to choose our, a word for the next guest to dance with. And it could be a peculiar word that you find funny or that resonates with you. So what are you laying down for them to pick up? Hmm, I'm going to have to give that one some thought. I think that the last time I did this, we used cottywomple. I think so that, <laughs> <laughs> I still love that word. It's one of my favorite words, but it, yeah, it, it might take me a, a minute to think of that. Okay. I want to find a good one. All right. Well, whenever it comes to your, your okay. awareness, just interject <laughs> and let me know. Oh gosh, so now we get to the interview part where we get to catch up with you and I will let listeners know that there is a lost interview <laughs> that never made it to air. You and I had a conversation back for the podcast's first birthday around that time. Yes. And as listeners have been hearing me say I was in, I don't know, something of a funk with the podcast. I really wasn't feeling it. It was, I'm glad we got that time together because we'll talk about a few of the things that we discussed, but I don't know. And it was before your name change and like the, mm -hmm. the rebranding a little bit. So it kind of felt right to ask you, can we just scratch that that one yeah. that's been like on the back burner forever and just you know reissue something brand new and you were great sport about it you're like of course so thank you for that yeah of course um, in the prior conversation that we had 
we had prefaced it with a hypnosis session. Mm -hmm. You were good enough sport to have me try it out. And you came to it with some feelings about what hypnosis would feel like. And do you want to tell the listeners what you came to the experience expecting? And you can go into as much or as little as the experience itself, but then like afterward, I don't know if you were able to incorporate any of that stuff into your life or if it's something that you would do again. So go for it. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I mean, it's been a little while, but I went into it open-minded, but without expectation because you never know what to expect. Is this going to work? Is it going to do anything? Is it going to be eye-opening? And I was really surprised. It was not what I thought hypnosis would be like. I was still very aware, but the awareness just kind of was still in my body, but was still out at the same time. And it was really interesting having those two connect together, being in two places at once is kind of what it felt like. But, you know, like I said, I was still very aware. I could hear everything. I could still move my body. It, it's not anything that you see on TV. I, I, I highly doubt fact, you could have gotten me to quack like a duck. You know? Yeah, no. In fact, during the session, you had a postman come to the door and yes. so you were able to get up, take care of that, come right back. Yes. And, you know, the pets running around being crazy and everything, you know, but yeah, it was really interesting. And a lot of the things that were in that gave me some level of clarity, but also left me with a great deal of questions. And about six weeks after we did that, maybe not even six weeks, all those little questions and things that I didn't understand completely came to light and it was surreal. It really was. And so I got my clarity. I mean, we don't always like the clarity, but it gives that closure and it gives that peace. And so that was really interesting. And when that happened, I instantly went back to our reading and I was just sitting there like, wow, this is what that meant. Now it clicks. Now I understand. And I would definitely do it again. I think you did great. Like I said, it was eye-opening, expanded my mentality with hypnosis, and I thought it was a lot of fun. It, it was really interesting. I think you have a cat there in your background, right? I do. He's wanting out of the hallway. <laughs> so he is going say, to be very I'm glad persistent. I'm glad I realized it was your cat before I put myself on mute and like yelled at my daughter. because I, I kept feeling like, hearing like this, mom. Ma. <laughs> well, when he meows for a certain amount of time, he will, it sounds like he's saying mama. And I was on the phone a few days ago and someone asked if I needed to, you know, put them on hold so I could take care of my baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, that's, that's a cat. <laughs> I thought it was my daughter saying mom in the background. I'm like, she knows I'm on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. No, it, it's, yes, it's my cat. <laughs> he, he's, he's a talker. He wants to be included. Aw. Well, I know another thing that you found most amazing, like in the moment was you were talking about how you constantly have this whirl of thoughts going through your head. Mm -hmm. Like you're always um, 
thinking about more than one thing at the same time. Yes. And there's a lot of uh, frantic activity up there. And <laughs> yes. you felt for the first time real quiet. How would you describe it? Yeah, it was normally my brain is exactly what you said. It's constant. It is always on overdrive. And the only thing that I have found to kind of turn my brain off is yoga. And sometimes that doesn't even work. But during that hypnosis, yeah, it, it was still. And I was able to concentrate and think one step at a time, one thing at a time, instead of having all these background noises going on. And it was really nice. It was really nice. And that kind of lasted for a little while. I mean, by that evening, it was right back to the chaos that is my brain, but it was really nice. Yeah, that was... It was really cool. And I'm glad I was doing this particular uh, session with you because I had done sessions within workshops. So I'd been paired up with lots of people, but they were there as either they had experienced hypnosis several times before, or they were both a client and practitioner. So they all had some amount of experience really with it, or they knew what to expect and this was my first time with you that it was kind of outside any of that. You had no exposure really to hypnosis. And so mm -hmm. it was like, can I really, is it possible? Can I put her in this, you know, hypnosis? And so what I have found that hypnosis is, it's been called focused attention. And so I thought that is perfect. And I'll see, you'll see that on my, on my uh, website, it says focused attention. And then in parentheses, it says hypnosis. And I was like, that is, like perfect for your experience because it was you were able to like focus your attention mm -hmm. on the one thing at a time and so that was really neat so like I said there was a lot of value to us having that that session I just didn't feel as though the the podcast part of it the interview uh, I felt it would, everyone would be better served by us coming out fresh with something <laughs> completely new Another thing we had talked about is astral cartography. That's one of my, mm -hmm. one of my hobbies. I like, it's one of my interests rather. And it was interesting because you had a very favorable line on the other side of town. And at the moment, at the time you had said that you had actually been looking at maybe moving to that side of town. So you had thought mm -hmm. that that was really interesting. So yes, it was yep. fun. It was fun. So Let's talk about you and you are going to college, right? I am. I am. How's that going? <laughs> it's fantastic. Starting this late in life, but that's okay. I'm better late than never. Sometimes when you walk into class and you're <laughs> zapped with, oh, I am the oldest person here. I've got classmates that are the same age as one of my children. <laughs> it's like, wow, but it's going really well. I'm enjoying it. It, I think that having a little bit of life experience has also helped with being able to focus and multitask and get things done because I'm not in that party brain, you know, like back in the twenties, you want to go out with your friends, you want to go out drinking, and then you have a big exam the next day and you're just hung over and looking at it. Like, what did I do? <laughs> and so, I mean, it's, it's been really interesting. I'm enjoying it so far. I still have a ways to go, but I'm getting it done. 
And for our listeners who may not be familiar, you're going for a nursing degree. Is that correct? For right now, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I say good for you and for everyone else who wants to be in the medical field. You know, my brother's a nurse, and mm-hmm. I can definitely see the value in people in that field. I just, for me, when I was a respiratory therapist, I it was not for me. And so it did feel very draining. Anytime yeah. you're in something, regardless of whether or not other people think that you're good at it, it doesn't really matter because how does it affect you and your energy? And mine was just being sucked dry. I'm more of an introvert. And so I, oh gosh, having to have that interaction room after room after room during my clinicals, it was not... And I mean, it can be draining sometimes. I mean, this isn't my first taste into the medical field. I worked in the lab for many years and you still see patients. I mean, you're all over the place. You're all over the hospital. You go to all the floors, anywhere from med surge, ICU, oncology, it doesn't matter. You're everywhere. And so that the interaction didn't bother me because I have a job to do, you know, but it can be draining. I mean, our healthcare workers, especially now, no bathroom breaks, no time to eat. Uh, You can't sleep because the day that you had and watching these people and taking care of these people walking in the next day and they're gone. And that can be very draining on your mental state. And I, I do understand that too. A certain degree. I mean, obviously I have not been in that setting during this pandemic, but I I'm eager to get back to it. And that's something that I've just always, it's always called to me. I've always been in that state of mind of, I want to help people. I want to be there. I want to be up front and center. What can I do? And in my end goal, I, I won't be working with the same kind of patients, but I still want to have that experience because it's infinite possibilities with nursing. You can go anywhere, you can do anything. And if there's an occasion that arises that they need all hands on deck, I have an extra set. And then you'll just be writing in your, your spare time or your days off. Yes. Yes. And and that's what I do now. I mean, I read and I write and I edit and I put things together whenever I get the availability to do it and sometimes go to bed really late at night, but still get it done. So as far as writing, where have you found your greatest support system as far as the writing process and inspiration to write? Do you have a group that you go to for inspiration and at a girls and feedback? Um, not really, honestly. <laughs> I really don't. I've got uh, because I was going to be stealing that from you. If you <laughs> I was going to be no, inviting I'm... myself into that group too. No, that's okay. No, I really haven't. A, a few years ago, I was pretty active in Creative Central on Facebook. They're really good with support and things like that. But I've kind of drifted away, and not because of anything in particular. I just haven't really been very active on it in quite some time. I mean, I have my family. My sisters are amazing. They support anything that I do. Uh, My best friend, my girls, they're really 
good about that. They know that mom needs writing time <laughs> and they know whenever I am kind of in that writing mode of acting out a scene or brainstorming, they, they know my routine. So they're really good about that. And I've had a few select people that I have passed over manuscripts like, hey, check this out. Give me some thoughts. Give me some feedback. If it's horrible, I need to know because I need to fix it. And I appreciate criticism, constructive criticism anyway. So that way I can make it the best that I can. But I've, I really don't get my manuscripts out there a lot, which I need to work on that. That's something that I need to do. I need to start pushing those out there. Otherwise, these novels that I've written are just going to sit my computer forever. And that's not going to do anybody any good. Speaking of novels, the one that I'm thinking about right now were the uh, group of women that, um, yeah, what was it called? Like the In Bad the Moms of Club or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't called that, but. No, no, no. Um, uh, In the Land of Misfits. Yeah. Yeah. So what's happening with that manuscript? Is that. I, I need to start submitting it. Okay, yeah. I need to start submitting it. There have been only a few people that have read it. I've had some edits done on it and I've gotten it polished up the best of my abilities for right now. So I just need to work on getting my agent list together and start getting it out there. Yeah, because you're right. You have several manuscripts ready to go and share with the yeah. world. And so whenever you find that agent or that publishing house, you're going to, the world's going to know about you all of a sudden because there's going to be this flood of <laughs> great stuff coming out. Like, where has she been? She's been here. <laughs> but like a lot of a lot of things like success does not come overnight and it, exactly the outside it can seem like success was handed to you or overnight but they don't they, this is the part that they don't see they don't see mm -hmm. you trying to find that agent the people to publish your work and all of the the great things that you have you're creating in the meantime until that time does come you're not just sitting there trying to get that one manuscript out. You're still, yes. as inspiration strikes you, you're still writing and, yep. Yeah, it's a never ending process. It, there's always something to do and looking for agents on different books, especially if you write in different genres. I don't stick to one genre. I just, I can't do it. <laughs> there's too many things that come into my brain and I just start kind of word vomiting on the computer and then I figure out the genre later. I, I don't really worry about it right up front. I mean, I have a Gothic literature. I have a cozy mystery. I have a women's fiction. I've got contemporary pieces. I've got flash fiction horror. I'm in the middle of writing a thriller and a horror at the same time and kind of toggling back and forth while working on getting those other manuscripts out into the world. And it's a great process. I love it. I really do. I kind of thrive on it, but then I go down my own little rabbit holes and it's like, okay, I need to pull myself back into reality. Got to, you know, I've got things to do. <laughs> I mean, if I could just stay in my rabbit hole of writing, that would be fantastic. With coffee. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Coffee all the time. <laughs> I love how coffee like always makes its cameos within your, your writing. Too. <laughs> yes, it does. It does. I can't help myself. And it, you know, it's not every piece, you know, that has that but there's a few of them that you know it's like oh, gotta have the coffee 
So the, the, just a thought that's coming out. I saw on your social media that there's going to be a cover reveal coming. Do we know yes. when? That's October 1st. October. Oh, okay. Gosh. So Friday. So maybe by the time that this comes out, it'll actually be. Yeah. Cause I usually take a week to edit or whatever mm -hmm. I do just to give space between the different interviews. Maybe I'll just set it to release on the day of your cover <laughs> reveal and I'll direct everyone to your page so that they can awesome. take a look. Well, thank you. Well, <laughs> how that worked out, but, um, yeah, a lot of stuff we kind of already went over in the very first interview. And again, I want to thank you for being that cheerleader because you are uh, one of those authentic people who honestly wants the best for everybody. So when I decided I wanted to have a podcast and I asked you to be a guest, you were like the first real guest. I mean, <laughs> I had my daughter, my precious yes. daughter as the very first guest, but after that, you were the first one. And it's not as though you, you wanted to check to see how many famous people I've interviewed first or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> Is it worth my time? That kind of thing. You were just super excited for me. You were super excited to show up on the podcast. And so I thank you. And I just hope that gets translated to the people who are listening because yeah, you're honestly one of those people who you're a cheerleader. I, that's how I kind of <laughs> think of you. So well, thank you. <laughs> that being said, I was just covering that because we did mention a lot in our first interview together. So if no one's heard that, you can hear about how we first met and mm -hmm. a lot of that. But I just want to kind of open up the floor and see if there was anything that you wanted to talk about. I know a lot of my episodes here lately have been focused on uh, transformation, transition, change, and yeah. <laughs> you having gone through, you're living that right yes. now as well with the rest mm -hmm. of us, but each in our own ways. Where have you found a support system for you during transition? However, however, which way you want to take this conversation? <laughs> you can do that. Um, yeah, change. I mean, th things change all the time when we least expect it. And even whenever we do expect it, those changes pop up and it kind of just, you know, tenses up and you're like, oh man, <laughs> I anticipated this, but I didn't know that it was going to be like this. This year has been drastic changes, just nonstop, just rolling downhill. And it can get really overwhelming, but trying to see the silver lining in every single little aspect kind of helps you pull through. And having friends, family, even if it's just one close friend that you can rely on and talk to and just vent to and get that out, that is healing while you're healing because you know that there's someone there that will listen. They're not trying to solve your problems. They're not trying to fix you, yeah. but they're there. And so that's, that's helpful. And thankfully I've had that with my friend and my sisters and they they've been there and picking one another up is a big deal, especially in hard times. That's how, you know, who is legit, you know, in, in your circle is whenever you fall on hard times and 
thankfully my circle's tight <laughs> and everybody has been wonderful. And this year's coming to a close. We only have a few months left in it and things day by day are getting better because I'm putting in the work to make it better. I mean, I mean you can't just sit there and expect change, you know, and good things to happen without putting in the effort. Yeah, speaking to the number of friends someone has, the prior guests brought that up, how it doesn't even have to be a huge network, you know, nope. you may be able to count the number of friends on your hand, but it's the quality. and Over the quantity. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> and I love how in your writing, like with the misfits, um, you write about women being close mm -hmm. and I think we talked about this in the first interview, but it's been over a year, so I don't <laughs> remember, but women's relationships feature prominently in, in your uh, work. And so I have yeah, it, the last two novels. Yeah. Um, in the lane, there was that dynamic. And last year, whenever I wrote Misfits, that is a big dynamic and it kind of goes into how women talk about supporting women and lifting one another up and then they turn around and they'll badmouth or they'll trash and it's that's you can't be a hypocrite that's not how that works you know either you support someone or you don't and even in misfits one of the characters is one of those hoity-toity snobby stuck up I'm going to talk trash on everybody and I'm really going to pick on you. I'm going to focus on you. And she comes into a predicament and a situation. And that, that woman that she has given so much grief to is the one who literally picked her up and took care of her and stuck by her and helped her because you never know what happens behind closed doors. Judging someone, whether it's fictional writing or in real life, judging someone's outward appearance and persona I it's easy to do but sometimes you just have to take a breath and take a step back and think okay I don't know them enough and even if I think I do I don't know what happens behind closed doors I don't know if there's abuse there I don't know if there is depression or anxiety I don't know what those issues are so I can't sit there and fully judge someone. I, I wouldn't want someone to do that to me, especially if I was having a bad day and acting out of character for myself. And so it kind of touches on that. You know, don't sit there and just judge someone because you have no idea the inner workings of someone's life, really. It's true. So the next segment. I usually ask, how can people find out more about you and follow what you're making in your own sandbox? But I know you have Instagram, Facebook, mm -hmm. and I can put those in there. Is there a way that people can, I don't know, interact or communicate with you even more frequently? Because like, for instance, I have a Patreon group. It's mm -hmm. a smaller group and I can just log on real quick, take a video or address specific people. And so I think people there feel like they know the real me because they're getting to see, see me pretty often. They're getting to hear me on the podcast, et cetera. So is there any community that you are participating in? I think we already asked this and there's really not one right now, but mm -mm. There, there really isn't Instagram, Facebook. I've got my pages there and I have willingness to chat with anyone. Just message me and 
I'd be happy to talk with you. So this segment about teachers, a lot of times people have a difficulty narrowing down their life teachers or people they want to talk about or teachings they want to talk about to just three. Mm -hmm. So by you coming back on the podcast, you get to maybe choose a different three. So I love how in the Lifestylist podcast, Luke's story ends his pods asking his guests this question. So I'm including it in my show. Who have been three teachers or teachings in your life that you might share with our audience that they could go research and also learn from? Oh my goodness gracious. Um, three teachers or teachings. And I, I would think that maybe my answers might still be the same. same. <laughs> they might, they might be. Um, I mean, I'm not heavy into religion and spirituality. I mean, I, I believe in it and I do practice things, but I, I like a lot of the Buddhist teachings, just that kind of namaste thing, that self-awareness and awareness of everything and the spirituality of it. And just, I, I enjoy how they live for the most part, if that makes any sense. You know, it's about peace and acceptance and understanding. And I really enjoy that. So I, I would think that that would be something to not really deep dive into, but maybe just look at, because it, it gives me a little peace and tranquility. Meditation is a huge thing. I don't get to exercise that very often, but whenever I do kind of calms me, gives me a little clarity and helps open up those silver linings of any issues that I might have. Because like I said, if I can find I can pretty well find a silver lining in anything, regardless of the situation it might take me a little bit of time, but I can find it. And then it kind of just relaxes, you know, mind, body, and soul that, okay, here's that little bit of positivity within all of this negativity. So let's just focus on that and go from there. So that, that's kind of my coping mechanism with the meditation and Buddhism and things like that. And I think that just with teachings, like reading, making it a practice to read, that may not be a teaching per se, but for me, I mean, all these stories, you walk into a library, you walk into a bookstore, it's infinite possibilities. And sometimes something will stick out at you that you didn't realize that you needed, that that was a story that even if it's fiction that you could resonate with and give you some kind of enlightenment or just help you go down your path and feel that you're not alone. So even though it's not technically a teaching, I think that reading in itself is a really good practice for everybody. I love it. Yeah. That counts for sure. <laughs> okay. Awesome. <laughs> and then my high school teacher, he, I don't think that, you know, you can't research him or anything, but I mean, he just, he opened me up quite a bit. He was always so encouraging. He was so nice. We would sit there after class and we would talk about books and, oh, have you heard of this one coming out? Or, ooh, if you like this, you should read that. And he would encourage me with writing. And 
at that point in time, I had no idea that I would actually ever write a book or write a short story or write anything, honestly. And later on in life, I was able to see him and, hey, <laughs> your encouragement helped transform that idea into my reality now. So thank you. So that, that was amazing to be able to do that. I can't hear you. That's what I get from okay, myself. So I, <laughs> I keep out all the background noise. I was just saying, so the power of role models. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it doesn't matter what age or stage you're in. You can be a role model, role model for anybody. I mean, even if it's an adult, some adults need guidance. And especially younger adults, they're finding their way. They think that they have the answers. They think that they've got this and we've all been there mm -hmm. and we know that that is not the case. And so even adults sometimes need that role model, someone to say, okay, let's get you on track or let me be there for you while you figure out how to get on track. And I mean, for children, especially, I mean, they're, they're children, we're shaping a whole new generation. So role models are really an important factor in life. What I like about role models is that it implies action. Whereas I think a lot of us, we parrot rhetoric <laughs> and dogma and things that yes. we've been taught, but then yeah, we're just spouting it out, but we're not, it hasn't actually landed in our hearts. So we're not living it. And so I love how just the words role model, it just implies living it, embodying certain truth. And what it also came to mind regarding role models is that when it comes to the inner child work and you're, you can be encouraged to be a role model to yourself because as soon as you put yourself in a role model, as soon as you designate yourself as a role model and you put yourself in that space, you can mm -hmm. find yourself acting differently. Yes, yes. And so we can role model, even if we never had someone role model to, uh, role model to us, we can mm -hmm. sometimes step in and role model to our own selves what we would like to uh, see and yeah, make happen in, in the life, in our life. So, yeah, I agree. And, and that's a good way of looking at that because whenever you do step into a role model mode, you want to make sure, especially with children, as parents, we want to be good role models. So we can act crazy and let loose and everything over here when we're not around our kids, but that's not something that we want our children to always see and it's like oh okay well then that's how I'm supposed to act all the time you know we don't want that and so stepping into that okay well I'm mom I'm role model this is what I need my children to see of me because it it is a part of me but this is what I need to you know get to and it, it does make you act differently you're still yourself but I think that you're acting as your better version of yourself. The, I think you're acting and trying, integrity, more integrity. Yeah, yes. And, and integrity says a lot about a person's character. And that's actually one thing that I really look at, whether I'm meeting you as a family member, a friend, whomever, your integrity 
what what people think of you, how they talk about you when you're not around, and also how you speak about people when they aren't around. Because if you're going to sit there and just trash somebody, you don't have a good level of integrity, at least in my opinion. So integrity is a big thing. Well, before we close it out, was there anything else that you wanted to say to our listeners? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I appreciate anyone out there that is willing to look at my work. Anyone who has looked at my work, I thank you. And I keep writing and I hope that you keep enjoying what you've seen and hear from. And like I said, I am not opposed to anyone sending me a message. I'm happy to talk with you. And that's, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I'm just so happy to um, have this opportunity to catch up with you. Just touch base, see where you're at and wish you all the best. And I know you and I will be in touch. Definitely. Um, for sure. <laughs> but I just wanted the listeners to get a taste of, uh, taste of that as well. Awesome. Well, thank you, Elizabeth, so much for joining me in Chef Feast sandbox what <laughs> yes. I, I was thinking like I just had my word pop in my head <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I, why I don't know but maybe it'll be fun um but um effervescence effervescence okay yeah. got it so why not <laughs> but thank you for having me I've enjoyed it well much love I really hope you enjoyed that conversation where we got to catch up with Elizabeth and see what's happening in her world. Today is cover reveal day. It's Friday, October 1st. So go to her social media sites and see what the cover is going to be for the book, Just a Thought, releasing December 1st, which I think for the book lovers in your life may be a great stocking stuffer or a Christmas gift. So feel free to check that out. I have some housekeeping notes. Um, if you would, go to my website, aprilific.com. There are so many offerings on there, including the hypnosis that um, Elizabeth and I were talking about. And I think you'll notice if you've been following it up or checking it out, that a lot of the prices have been slashed and sliced in half. I really just want to make sure that these offerings are accessible and available to whoever is willing and ready to do some inner work and feels that these might be tools to help them. So again, website aprilific.com. If you go to uh, aprilific.com forward slash podcast, there in the upper right hand corner, you'll see a little tab that says speak pipe. Click on that and leave me a voice memo, would you? I would love, love, love to showcase listener mail on this podcast. So please stop by there, leave me a little message. And what else? Um, for those who are interested in how it's going with my Akashic Records readings, you know that I had to do 40 practice readings before I could consider myself an official Akashic Records reader. Well, I'm about 15 in, and so there is plenty more room for people to sign up 
and get a practice reading. Uh, at this tier, it is now $10 per reading. The instructors formatted it like that so that the first 15, I believe, were free. Oh gosh, I'm getting this mixed up. Anyway, I have it on my, my website where I'm keeping it all straight. But anyway, the first several were free and now I'm having to bump it up to $10. Then it'll be 15 and then I can, I'm, I'll be free to set my own pricing after the 40, 40 sessions are done. So feel free to sign up for that. Let's discuss Patreon. Patreon is kind of where I get that little pat on the back. It is $5 a month to join my little group. And I have decided to start a book club. And I'm not sure how many of the people in my Patreon community will be joining me because a lot of them are super busy. But there's a book that I have read before, but I wanted to revisit. And I'm like, you know what? Let me just put it out there. I'll be reading it anyway. Let me offer this to the Patreon as a book club. So for October, and you feel free to join us late if you want to, but sign up. The book is called Owning Your Own Shadow. It's written by Robert A. Johnson. And with the shadow themes, I thought it was a perfect read for October. And maybe I'll be discussing this in an upcoming episode, but I've it's been brought to my attention that I need to readdress some of these things about um, the duality, darkness, and light. Um, so I will be reading that. Feel free to read along with me. For November's uh, book club selection, I have picked... Um, our, our prior guest uh, last uh, last week, she had recommended highly in the book The Untethered Soul. So that is what I have selected for the November uh, November selection. Uh, what else? Okay, yes, my book. You probably you see it in the show notes every week. I've written a book, uh, Sandra. The, um, a healing re- reimagining of the babysitter from hell is available in audiobook and ebook. Well, the new news is that it is now available in print as well. So feel free to go to my website, aprilific.com forward slash books. But I am so thrilled with the way it has worked out. Um, even with the ebook, there were some some things I didn't like, but this has been formatted beautifully and I'm really happy with the way it came out. I have ordered my own my own copy. It has yet to arrive, but that's because I did a special order with a, an extra page in the front where I wrote, uh, I had it personalized. And that's like an extra $2. So I'm waiting for my personalized book to come in, but I believe it is available everywhere. Uh, I mean, available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. One way that you could really, really help uh, me out in this area is if you were to check to see if your local library has it available, both the print version and the audiobook. And if they don't, almost every library has a little a link that you can click to suggest or recommend that they purchase a book. I can't tell you how awesome that would be to have more libraries 
uh, pick it up. So in order to do that, you'll need the ISBN numbers for both my uh, the print version and the audiobook. So I have those on my website as well, aprilific.com forward slash books. Um, okay, I think that's getting close to the end. What am I forgetting? Mm. Maybe that's it. Gosh, I feel like there's something I'm missing. <laughs> I have just like tried to record this uh, outro like a billion times. I'm like, forget it. Uh, it's this time and I'm not going to worry about it anymore. So anyway, if I have forgotten anything, oh well, it's, it's, it's fine. Okay, guys, it's October 1st. October is my favorite month. So I'm hoping that the universe returns the favor (laughs) and loves me back. I know it does. So, guys, oh, I know what I was going to ask. I was going to ask a favor. Um, For those of you who listen on Apple, Apple Podcasts, please, please, please take... 30 seconds to write a review. Um, That is the way that I can actually, you know, with their algorithms, more people might discover me whenever they are looking for podcasts. So, okay, now I'm really done. You'll have a great day and I will talk with y'all next week.